plate, I'ma swing for the fence Throw me the lob, I'ma dunk it like Vince They think I'm from sack with the way that I'm ballin' I feel like a king, but I'm fresher than Prince Baltimore raised and fly like a raven Made it through mazes, that shit amazing Vision so clear, they thought I got lacing Cradle to grave, we poundin' that pavement Made up my mind, told them pass me the rock with the game on the line I'm taking a shot, shit all of my life had to play from behind And now they just watch, like is he gon' stop? I tell them I can't They think it's a game, they take me for joke, I just laugh to the bank Hey everybody, welcome back to the WWB Sports Podcast. We have on a co-host you haven't heard from him in a while. Um, just like you haven't heard from me in a while, but we're trying to be a little bit more consistent on the pod. Welcome back, one of the greatest co-hosts of all time, Mr. Randall. Hello, sir. Hey, Hello. What's, up? <laughs> what's going on? Happy to have you back going, man. And uh, you're one of the most scholastically inclined uh, co-hosts in the history of the podcast. We know that you're going for law school. So how's that study been going, man? Uh, you know, um, getting to the last part of finals. One more final to go on uh, tomorrow. So then I can get a little bit of a break. Love it, man, especially during the holiday season. Well, um, we have no break in the wrestling world because there's always something changing and going on. And wanted to go, the first topic that we're going to talk about today, guys, is the CM Punk second promo. CM Punk showing up on WWE SmackDown um, for the first time in a long time. Um, we know that the first promo by CM Punk was cut short. Um, he actually mentioned that in his promo as well. Many people were saying it was a very mid or the... Uh, some people were saying it was very mid. It wasn't as effective as it could be. I'm of the fo- of the thought process that it wasn't. It was what it was because of the time that he had, and also he's coming back. So it was great to acknowledge the fans. He missed them, um, and it was solid for what the time that he had and what was expected. What do you think about the first one, and then your opinion on the second one? Uh, with the first promo, I was probably in the minority where I didn't have any issue with the first promo, even if it was cut short. Because, you know, if if anybody who's followed this podcast knows, knows that I try to analyze things beyond just as the inner fan in me. I always try to look at it from, okay, what is the business side of it? What is it that they're trying to do? Their goal was we have CM Punk back. We have Monday Night Raw. It's a three-hour show. Well, they're probably going to want to see CM Punk. Do we put them on at the start of the show and then people can turn away? Well, let's not do that. Let's put them on at the end of the show so that, you know, if you want to see them, you'll stick around for the program, sample what else that we have to see. And, yeah, things, it got cut short. But I think that he got enough points across to say he's home, which, you know, I'm, I'm going to, before I say this, I want to point out, I'm not saying any personal opinion of, of the thought. I'm going to say a quote that some other people have said in other contexts from other people, which is the best, uh, the best uh, uh, antidote to dealing with a person you perceive to be an idiot is to put a bigger idiot in front of them. Mm-hmm. So when he says that he's home, it probably means like, yeah, kind of rethought my standpoint of how I felt years ago. And I've seen what the other side is like, and I actually like it here. So you know, there's that part. He teased some stuff with Rollins, even though he didn't say him by name. He mentioned that 
everybody was happy to see him except that one guy. Um, you know, he he talked about he, he mentioned Heyman. He mentioned um, you know he he just mentioned enough things to where I'm like, okay, you know, he's he's basically setting up some stuff. His time is cut short, and they got like what seven seven eight eight weeks at the time till the Royal Rumble. You know, so. It's not like he's going to be wrestling any televised matches anytime soon. So, you know, it makes sense to me to, like, build up. We don't need to go with everything out the part uh, at the first gate day, you know? And the second promo, he did more, right? He mentioned more names specifically. Not, not necessarily singling out one person, although you could say he did single out Seth in the way he did that promo. But he mentioned other people to at least pique the interest. And I, I enjoyed, you know, I've enjoyed everything so far. Yeah, I think that's a, a good balanced way to think about it. Um, you know, many people, um, you know, he, he, I also loved how he talked about he's the real Paul Heyman guy. One thing I really want to isolate is the um, portion when he talked about somebody's story. And he kind of even mentioned Cody Rhodes. What do you think this has to do with the long-term storyline moving forward? Because to me, it kind of mixes things up a little bit in a lot of ways. Because, you know, uh, what is Cody's journey? How is CM Punk going to interfere with it? Now we're like, are we going to go Seth first? Are we going to go Roman first? CM Punk hasn't been given a first match yet. What do you mean? Why do you think they're bringing this up right now? And how does that affect Cody's journey? I don't think it affects Cody's journey. I Mm -hmm. think that it's more of, Again, what's the next big event that they have coming up? The Royal Rumble. Well, do you want it to just be a thing where everybody just assumes Cody Rhodes is going to win the Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you now now we've thrown a wrench in there. It, it seems it could it could be seen as an obstacle that that Cody has to overcome. Like, oh, here's this other guy. Maybe he could win the Royal Rumble. We have two people. There's other contenders. This is one of those years where there's a lot of people who. You know, it, well, I guess prior to Funk coming, you know, with Cody being there, there's a lot of people that it, it seems could have won the Royal Rumble. Because, again, back-to-back years for Cody does not seem likely. Seems like they're going to, you know, if they're going to put him in that main event of WrestleMania, that he'll, um, you know, wind up getting there another way, which I think is probably through the Elimination Chamber. But um, I, I think that, you know, you want to build intrigue of the Royal Rumble. Who's going to win it? And you know, that that just tells that story. While, again, not necessarily, you know, inter- interfering with either person's story, it just builds intrigue. You know, you got, you know, think about like Austin and The Rock back in the day when they were both babyfaces in, uh, in, in 2001, as an example, right? Like, they were both in the Royal Rumble 2001. They both, in theory, could have won it. The Rock had won it in 2000. Uh, Austin had won it in 98 or 97 to 98 and he was favored. He, you know, he was saying he needs to win this title. So Austin won the Royal Rumble. But then in February, they got Rock right where he needed to be. He beat Kurt Angle for the title and then he had the two of them in the main event against each other. Now, in this case, it'll be different. They're not going to face each other at WrestleMania, but they can both be in main events on each night of WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely it definitely adds more intrigue and and um, it at least gets us thinking about the different matchups and scenarios and it's not generic. So uh, a lot of what you're saying is valid there. I do agree with you there. Um, it, it, it'll just by the way, uh-huh. 
I, 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 I still don't think that if Cody does get to WrestleMania and faces Roman, I still don't think he's won the belt. Really? What's your thought process on that then? Well, I mean, at this point, if you have Roman this close to beating Hogan's record, right, mm-hmm. which would be of like September of this year, mm-hmm. the thought might just be to just go ahead. You, you've got this far, right? You've you come this far where you've had this guy hold this belt for close to four years at that point. It's kind of like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and break the record because – Think about, okay, the next time that they do it, think about how much time they have to invest in the story to get another champion up to that level, and you can't do it immediately. So if you're this close at this point, you might as well go all the way. I agree with you. Yeah, that's true. So so, so just for our audience who's maybe a little bit younger who doesn't know about Hogan's record, kind of talk about that real quick. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily – Hogan doesn't have a record, but Roman's closest to Hogan than he is to Bob Backlund or to – uh, Bruno San Martino's longest uh, reign. Yeah, Bruno so, had it for a long, long time, right? Yeah. Um, the first time, I can't remember how long it was. Was it like six years or something like that? And then I think he held it for another two years afterwards, you know, when on his second reign or something. Mm-hmm. But like with Hogan, I mean, Hogan won it January of 1984 and held it until February of 1988 when he lost to Andre the Giant on TV, which at the time and probably still holds as the largest viewing for, you know, uh, cable or not cable. That was prime time. That was NBC uh, television at the time. It was a huge number of people watched that. Mm. So, I mean, you know, that, that covers Russell for, for those of y'all who are maybe a little younger, that covers WrestleMania's one through, uh, through getting close to four at that point. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it'll be very interesting. Um, so, do you think this will be one of the more watched Royal Rumbles in a long time? Or, uh, I mean, I think that that's always a possibility, especially now with streaming, where you know you can get the get Peacock for whatever. What is it? I don't know what the lowest tier is, what six, seven dollars or something like that, mm-hmm. as opposed to you know at the peak when Royal Rumbles were like fifty bucks. Uh, or whatever so yeah i mean just naturally you're gonna have more people watching them at that point because yeah. i mean those those royal rumbles back in the in the in the pay-per-view era you know you might get three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand people maybe to watch it i think that there's significantly more people who are watching now yeah definitely wow so yeah it'll it'll definitely be interesting we've got some really good storylines who do you think cm punk's first match will be um on tv who do you think when you say TV, you're talking about pay-per-views or TV? On regular television. Oh. Um, if he if he wrestles on regular TV, which I, I don't necessarily doubt that he will, um, I would think that... I don't know. That's, that's a good question. I, because, I, honestly, that could be anybody on regular TV. Mm-hmm. Because the whole point is going to be that, you know, his first match will probably be the Royal Rumble. And then after that, you know, he may have a a match. I, I don't know. I, he may not wrestle regular matches on TV until after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, that I mean, that could be anybody. 
Yeah, I think it it might it might be personally. I think he might have to go against. Uh, I think a good Kevin Owens might be a good spot. Um, I saw him bumping in the back and and kind of, um, kind of, you know, mulling about. And I see there's something there. So yeah, I just can't see them putting it on TV because again, and this is not to knock the other company. This is just to show the differences. You know, when when Punk came in uh, to the other company. You know, his his first match in, what, seven years at that point was on a taped Friday night show past the primetime hours, right? Yeah. WWE is going to make sure that whatever matches he had was important. So, all like, all those guys that he named um, in that promo on SmackDown would likely be guys that he faces in, like, uh, one of their pay-per-views or premium live events. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that's that's what they want to you want to build for those tent things, as opposed to putting him on, you know, free television. Well, basically free television, I'd call it. And um, you know, I, I think that you know he'll he'll have some raw main events to get some people, but I don't think that they'll give away you know some of his bigger matchups that have the most interest like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of ways to. Um skin the cat as you would say hope but not but no animals want to be harmed in this situation but yeah a lot of ways to kind of get to where we need to get to okay cool so next thing i want to go over with you we had talked about things so um that is the wrestling portion of the conversation folks so if those want to hop out just wanted to briefly get your opinion on the college football the um the controversy so to speak of the selection crew we know this is the last year of four teams participating in the playoff portion. And next year, I think it'll be 12 um, teams. Um, but if we're going to go out with a controversy, it will. You know, Georgia losing to Alabama. Uh, up until that point, Georgia was undefeated. And Alabama had one loss, but Alabama beating Georgia. And, um, and neither one of them making the Final Four. What are your thoughts on that? Because a lot of people are upset because, you know, Florida State, even though they, their starting quarterback is hurt, um, didn't get an opportunity. They won the ACC. And so a lot of people are feeling they were unjustly treated uh, ch- treated there. What, what's your perspective on that? It's a TV show. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's my perspective is it's a TV show. Mm-hmm. And they want to get the, they want to put the best thing out there that they think is going to get the most interest of people watching. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have blowout games like they've had in prior years. Even last year, I think Michigan got blown out, and then TCU got blown out in the uh, against Georgia. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have that. They want to have compelling things, and especially now that gambling is so much of a of a of a factor in sports. You want that. You want that uh, that line to be close together than spread apart, right? So you want uh, you want people to have the most compelling thing in Alabama gives the most compelling product. And, you know, this is the this is the reality that people don't necessarily like all the time. Is that sports are not about uh the stuff on the field and the stuff uh, you know, with the players. Sports is a business. That's all it is. They're there to make money. They're there to make the most money. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. And people have to get I guess have to get their heads around that. Um 
Yeah, I think I'm just glad that they're going to open it up to 12 teams. Four is ridiculous. I think I think the 12 teams creates maybe a possible underdog, but we know in college football typically there are not many underdogs. This happens sometimes like your um, Appalachian states and things of that nature, but it's not a common thing um, when it comes to football. Appalachian state in a in a in an early season game game against Michigan that year, I think it was 2007 maybe. Uh-huh. But you know, there's a lot of factors that probably even went into that. If that Michigan probably wasn't taking that game seriously, when you get into those playoff games, that's when teams are going to show you why they are the best. Yeah. So, I and you know that it, it sucks if you're a Florida fan, and it'll probably suck even more if Florida beats Georgia to where you can say, even with our third string quarterback, we beat this team that was undefeated till the last game of the season, you know? So, um, but, you know, they can they can do what UCF did a few years ago and call themselves the, the uncrowned champions. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, they, 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 uh, they, would, they spray, they spray paint the, the, the bowl with the X on it or something. <laughs> well, well, UCF a few years ago, if you recall, had been undefeated and I don't know if they were undefeated multiple years, but, they weren't getting anywhere in the rankings because there was always this, well, the level of competition stuff. But the thing is, is you don't know until you see on the field, right? A team, if it's a good team, you don't know. Like, that's why you have the games, right? It's so you can see. Yeah. But uh, in this case, they're, they're, not, they're not trying to risk, you know, a potential Cinderella story, you know, with a, with a team on the third string quarterback. They're trying to... Um, you know, they're they're trying to put on the best television product that'll get the most people interested, the most money generated that they can go tout to sponsors and TV products, especially when they're probably going to be negotiating their TV rights in a couple of years. All that stuff matters. No question about it. No question about it. It'll be very interesting to see, my friend. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of uh, what we're covering today. Other than that, uh, I know AEW has been doing what they do. We'll, 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 we'll address that in the future. Um, my question to you, because I haven't talked to you about AEW in a while, do you see Swerve winning the title at all in the next year? Really want to bring that up, huh? All right. Um, <laughs> Just Swerve, because they've um, been giving him, at least presenting him pretty good, better. Do, do you think, do you see him getting that title in the next year? I see Swerve getting the Triple Crown title and having a similar run to Jade Cargill, mm-hmm. okay. In that he'll face he'll face the people he faces, but will not be in the main event scene against the other main event guys. Yeah, oh, but we'll definitely hedge our bets on that one. We'll 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 watch closely. Well, folks, man, thanks so much for coming on. Um, you know, we wanted to get over this because, you know, people talk about certain subjects and, and that CM Punk promo was a big firecracker of a opinionated thing that the, the, the I, you know, international wrestling community, IWC, was talking about. And it's good to have someone who is so as balanced as my boy Randall. So, folks, thanks for coming on. Randall, thank you for coming on, man. We will be probably getting set up for a... Um, episode well we'll do a pre-show for the royal rumble which is which will be coming up in a couple of weeks or so so yeah thanks for coming on bro especially with your busy schedule no problem i appreciate you having me folks thanks for coming on and we will holla at you later peace